late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between, kicking it Wednesday, wicked Wednesday style. The rage is, so you know what that means. The raging redhead Cam Stewart steps up, and Ian Cameron joins us. There's always the uh, Wednesday hijinks as we pick up the pieces following Wednesday afternoon uh, football and uh, following another backdoor screw job. And listen, man, the term bad beats used a lot. And I said last night, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, we've said the word bad beats so often over the last couple of weeks, even talking about bad beats that aren't ours, that bad beats started to happen to us. So let's just eliminate the word bad beat uh, from now on moving forward. But I put it out there earlier on Twitter. I said, man, any of you guys actually have Seattle minus six and a half? And uh, did you guys actually lay the points with Pittsburgh? Because you want to talk about epic screw jobs, uh, back to back prime time backbreakers, back to back prime time screw jobs, or as uh, as we like the the most Sizlak uh, special, uh, as we like to call it, you got the Joan call and special. So you're telling me you got the Joan call and special on Monday night and then on Wednesday afternoon? I got to tell you, and you know, man. Listen, tens of millions of people bet around the world. So there's literally, you know, millions of people that had Seattle minus six and a half. And there's millions of people that had Pittsburgh minus the 10 spot uh, today. So in other words, there's millions of people around the world that are probably better off that there's not any NFL on Thursday night. Uh, (laughs) All right. I'll tell you what, uh, you're probably better off. And you know what? There's a funny story that uh, Elliot Price actually uh, told me. Uh, Major League Baseball play-by-play voice, uh, Elliot Price. Uh, did, did a great job, uh, Elliot Price. Great uh, play-by-play. But his father was a legendary taxi driver um, who liked to lay it down. But basically, like, uh, Elliot Price's father uh, liked to bet. And uh, he told me a story uh, once about laying it down on, on the NFL, then the NBA, and the NHL. And then the WNBA and everything else in between that we'll share with you a little bit later on this evening. You know who likes stories? The Raging Redhead. He likes uh, stories. He also likes golf. What's in Cam's bag? We're going to find out. Ian Cameron? I don't know what Ian Cameron likes. Ian Cameron's a freak, all right? Ian Cameron's a strange-ass dude, but he spends all day at home handicapping games, so he knows what he's talking about. So he's smart dude. Smart dude. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. (laughs) What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. (laughs) All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class never gets old. 
never gets old. I chunked it all on a hockey game. And you know, he <laughs> chunked, you know, he chunked it all on a New York Rangers game because they were in New York. And, uh, and Barney Miller, they always talked about the Rangers, actually. Not the Islanders. Sorry, Carver. Hi. Sorry, Kurt. Sorry, Fasano. But the Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. All right. Uh, we bring in a raging redhead, Cam Stewart, right now. He and Cameron will step up in it a little bit later on. What's going on, Cam? How you doing? I'm hanging in there, Marenzi. Uh, it was a pretty good night in uh, college hoops at the end of the night. Everything but Illinois, you know. Uh, I'll tell you, Gabe, this San Francisco Dons team, they're the real deal. Like, they just don't win. They murder people. Like, that win versus Virginia, people got to take notice now. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I know Gonzaga is the cream of the crop in, in, in the West Coast, but I'll tell you, these guys are going to grind. They're, they're very, very good. You know what? Uh, big, big win tonight. Big, big win by the San Francisco Dodds. Playing four four games in five days on the East Coast, going back West, beating Reno, uh, you know, beating Nevada in Reno. And I knew they were a better team, but I thought it was a tough spot for them to play in. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? Uh, good job all around today, Cam. It's not as if though we broke any uh, bookies' backs and uh, FanDuel's not uh, closing down. They didn't go bankrupt today uh, because of us, but we didn't lose. <laughs> Like, remember, yeah, I, I talked about it. I don't care. If I'm 18 cents, like, above, I don't care. And I'm more than that. I'm like the dude on Barney Miller. I'm a couple of hundred bucks uh, uh, where I started, and I feel tingly because of it. I feel yeah, tingly because of it. Because and you know what? It. And I'm going to shout out to Chunk it all. Windy City. Mizzou got it done, Kev. It won outright. Hey, let's give Doug some love. Doug and the Slugs. Great pick. Like, that was the thing. Like, it just, I'll tell you, man, some things, Gabe, like we've been gambling for a long time. It doesn't happen all the time, but uh, West Coast flaky kind of schools, you know, going into the Midwest, it's just, it stands the test of time. Like, Oregon, if you play that game there, you go, you, you play it in Eugene, it's a whole different story. But these guys are going in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. That's the thing. It's just really weird. Like, I like to bet on these teams in like the Big East and other and other conferences because they're battle tested. They might not be as like talented, but I would rather it's kind of like a fight. I'd rather yeah. have these guys. Uh, these other guys look good. Hey, he's a big, tall guy. He's strong, whatever. I'd rather take these like mid mid range guys. You know what I mean? And they'll just beat the crap out of you because they want it more. And that's the way I look at uh, the East Coast uh, players compared to these guys. Like the Pac twelve, I'm a big fan too, as you know. You're living there. I got relatives. My dad's uh, father went to Washington. Washington stayed in the family. Like, But I'll tell you, these teams don't travel well. I always forget that I'm in uh, I always forget that I'm in Pac-12 country. Okay. That's right. I remember. I remember <laughs> when I see people. When I always remember when I see people wearing Sean Kemp uh, jerseys. I'm like, man, I don't see a lot of, like, don't see a lot nice. of those around. Yeah, yeah. If you need a Seattle uh, supersonic uh, jersey, I can hook you up. Okay. Uh, um, you know, also, uh, remember in, uh, on the program, we took the in-game under of that Rhode Island Seton Hall game. Stayed way yes. under. Stayed way under. And we jumped in on the over of the Ducks in the Mizzou game, and it went over. So, boom. It was nice to get a couple of hits on the way out uh, when you add it all up. And it was also nice not to be part of the screw job. So I brought this up earlier, Cam. The old, um, as they say, the old Joan Collins special. <laughs> <laughs> June <Collins>. you know, 
Mo Sislak. Mo Sislak used that line. It was, it's a Mo That's Sislak. a great line, yeah. Jones. Yeah, Joan he, Collins. Yeah, yeah. Homer was bitching about getting screwed over and about what he was yeah. at the bar, and uh, Mo goes, "You really got screwed over, Homer. You got the old Joan Collins special." <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty great. good. So I like to call it the sports rage screw job as well, but it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me, but that's painful. It happened to Carver. Poor Carver uh, responded on Twitter. Carver was had the six and a half on Monday, and he had the minus 10 uh, tonight. So I said, Cam, if you lost, if you're a casual better and, like, you know, you're not a D-Gen like us that's betting on Tennessee Tech and Xavier games, um, you're but you're betting on all these NFL games, you're just like towards like right now, like you're drunk, you're upset, your life sucks. You're in one of those modes. Like, can you imagine someone that lost it? Dude, like I said earlier, there's literally, Cam, like, you know, like 45 million Americans bet on sports, like weekly and daily. All right. So there's like tens of millions of people out there that you know that had Seattle and then and then came back and figured. No way Pittsburgh doesn't blow these guys out today with all this COVID stuff. Probably laid down a ton of money. And then they get backdoored by freaking Trace McSorley, bro. That's rough. I feel for them. I really do. It is true. But the good thing about me and you is this is not our first rodeo. Like, we've been around the block a long time. And I'll tell you, you got to look at all different types of bets. Like, look what you did today. You took a soccer game. You took did this and that. <laughs> Basically, what we're doing now, Gabe, is yeah, it's like Halloween, right? That, we're putting on different costumes, right? But these guys, a lot of them don't have that. Like, if you're playing, like, think about this. If you're there, uh, parlay cards, provincial lotteries, that stuff. If you don't have FanDuel, and, and, and you know what I mean? Like, you're sitting there going, you're a sitting duck. You can't buy points. You can't do anything. You can't tease. You can't do money line parlays. You get a spread, right? Yep, you get a exactly. spread. And, and you're done. <laughs> Pretty so, simple. I said it's probably a good thing for a lot of people that there's not an NFL game uh, tomorrow night. But I, I remember it was a great story, Cam, about gamblers, and you'll like it. It's um, Elliot Price. Elliot Price yes. uh, used to be the uh, play-by-play guy at the Montreal Expos and, right. and a talk show host. And a talk show host. Um, not the nicest guy in the world, but good broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, a little surly. I think I, yeah, I, no, oh, yeah, I think I was on his show once. He's a surly guy. Oh, he's an angry. <laughs> like like most Montrealers, he's just pissed off. Like he's like he wakes up angry, Elliot. So, but uh, great broadcaster. But uh, he's a funny guy though. He's a funny guy. But anyway, so his father, I told the story, it's good, like, he's, his knowledge, he grew up in sports. His father was like a legendary taxi driver in Montreal that, uh, that liked the ponies and liked to bet on sports and stuff. And he told me the best, yeah, exactly, I knew you liked the story, so he told me the story about how uh, his, his old man bets on Monday night football and gets his ass handed to him, loses. Calls, calls the bookie, old school, calls the bookie on Tuesday, Says, uh, what, what, what do you got in the NHL tonight? All right, what do you got in the NHL tonight? Bets the NHL, he loses. Wednesday night, he calls in. They're like, uh, you know what? I've been losing. I'm going to go with some NBA tonight. What do you got in the NBA tonight? Wednesday night, he loses betting NBA. Thursday night, he bets college basketball. Loses. Friday night, he calls the bookie. The bookie goes, listen, it's a quiet night tonight. All there is is WNBA. He goes, I'm not betting WNBA. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh, you see? 
he just lost, though. You know what I mean? Every night on other sports cam. You know what I mean? He supposedly, like, he knows about, well, well, because you really know about the NBA, the NHL, the NBA, and college basketball, right? You lost every night betting the supports you suppose and know. And he gets, oh, I'm not betting in WNBA. I don't know anything about that. And Elliot told yeah, me, he goes, my dad didn't know anything about much. <laughs> he started laughing. Goes, couldn't pick a winner to save his life, right? So the best, fast forward, Ken. I'm yeah. sitting in the booth one night like Pete Rose, all right? I'm never working for Major League Baseball again, so I can admit it. Yes, I bet in the baseball booth. So I'm I sitting there. Oh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> We've I'm, sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I'm placing bats, and I'm going over a sheet and stuff. Elliot Price walks into the booth, and he goes, all you have to do is pick three. It was actually like the, the parlay card thing, the, the pro line the stuff. He goes, all you got to do is pick three games. Out of all the baseball games, all you got to do is pick three and you win. And he goes, how are you not rich? He goes, a monkey can pick three wins. He goes, you cover a baseball team and you can't pick three wins a day in a row? He goes, give me one of these tickets. Dude, he lost like 12 of them in a row, Cam, before he stopped. <laughs> Should have bet the WNBA. Play-by-play play guy. He couldn't pick a winner to save his life. Late night air anger man for class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. How much? $100? $200? Stop. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class. The raging redhead Cam Stewart kicking it with us. Always fun on uh, on Wednesdays. Even better when our picks didn't suck uh, like exactly. they did uh, yesterday. Um, so we had NFL football, college uh, basketball. Uh, we've got uh, golf. Golf is relentless. And uh, we should just note, props to Charles Barkley. This guy actually oh, yeah. uh, practiced. He practiced. He took it seriously. And he didn't like people laughing at him, Cam, right? He was like, you know what? Everyone says I suck. Yeah, you're going to see I really worked on my game. And Phil Mickelson, as you stated, Phil Mickelson's, you know, the guy's an animal. He's a monster. We should have known better. Anytime there's money and there's, like, underdog stuff and Phil's around, we can't go. And I've known better, Cam. I've taken Phil and all these things all the time. I just thought Barkley was too much to overcome. Know what the thing is, Marenzi? It was it was a total screw job, right? Because... Basically, Phil, he gave Barkley a lesson and said, listen, I don't care how bad you are. Whatever you do, whatever club you play, keep it in play. I'll do the rest. And the thing is, Steph Curry and Peyton Manning, they didn't play their A game, right? So Charles Barkley shanked a few in like the cactus and this and that. And the thing about Phil, though, is he's all business. You saw him like talking up Barkley. I'll give Phil Mickelson the utmost credit. I'm going to tell you this right now on the show. He will be a wicked golf coach. He will be a wicked golf commentator. He basically went in the booth with Nick Faldo. 
I know it was kind of one of those things where he kind of sabotaged him or caught him off guard, but no offense, Nick Faldo, like, you mail it in compared to Phil. Phil knew all the players, knew every story about the guy. He did 100 times better of a job. He might fleece you, and I'll tell you, Gabe, I got fleeced. That was the only, like, I had a great day that day, and I bet on that stupid match. I felt like a sucker. Never go against Phil Mickelson. He's always got an ulterior plan. And you said it. Barkley did the job, and Curry and Manning, they couldn't get it together. They didn't play well. So we have Ian Cameron, our golf insider, uh, stepping up and in for the mean streets of Dundas. What's going on, uh, Babana? Are you there? <laughs> the, the mean streets of Dundas. <laughs> the golf insider. No, that's Cam. That's not me. Uh, you know what? With the, the, yeah, all, all the uh, you thought you had all the Vegas insiders. Uh, Vegas and all the all the tipsters, my people. You, you normally for the big tournaments, but Batty, you'll drop. Well, my people tell me, uh, my my people. <laughs> but good to good it. to have you here. Yeah, good to have you here. How you how you doing, Babano? I'm doing good. Yeah, golf is the season that never ends. Apparently, we got golf in December. Bring it on. Oh, it's it's great. They're, 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 say what you will about golfers, they're soulless, heartless people. But uh, man, their pursuit of greed and money. Um, is great. It's great for gamblers. No, I'm all kidding aside. <laughs> These guys, I love it. They're freaking, they really are, Babano and Kev, Kev. They really are relentless, these guys. Like, I see you know Justin is, Thomas. Though, they're all here. Like, they're relentless, yep. these dudes. Even Consider, the European tour no, guys. No, 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 like, There's a pandemic. We just had the Masters. Talk to me in February when stuff gets real again. It's like, no, 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 no. You put a bag of money out there. Golfers smell it like you smell ribs in a barbecue camp. You put a bag Damn of money right. out there, and golfers are like, I smell money. Where's that bag You're of money? Right. And there's one thing about the way, golfers. They're even more yeah. hardcore than any other athlete. They'll be like, sorry, honey, I got to go play a tournament. <laughs> there's a bag of money exactly. waiting for me. <laughs> no, you said it. And we'll get to other stuff. But just a story. Like Sun J.M., the guy basically, he had no home. He grabbed a suitcase every week, stayed in a hotel wherever the tournament was. Hey, here's a check, $100,000, $72,000, $200,000, just moving. Up, did, did, did. And I'll tell you something. These guys are different. They're independent contractors. They got to do what they got to do. That's the beautiful thing about golf compared to other sports, right? You could be an absolute slug. You get a great deal. You just sit there and go, wow, I can't believe these guys signed me for this kind of money, and I'm horrible. In golf, you got to produce, man. If you don't produce, the wife's on you. Oh, my God. You got to go to Q school. We're going to lose this house. You're broke. That's the thing about golf that people don't understand. They think it's just a bunch of rich people playing. They're independent contractors. They got to they got to make their money, man, because like you never know when your game's going to fall apart. It is You're very right. similar. Everybody, everybody thinks golfers and everybody's like Ricky Fowler that suck and yeah. just get endorsements and stuff. They don't realize it's a freaking grind. You've got Damn, like 20, right. third, 20 dudes that make money. And I'm not, and listen, it's good money when you go on the tour. But guys, you know how many good golfers there are in the world? You know how hard it is to stay on that tour? There's kids Damn, in right. college that are shooting 68s. Right, so everyone's coming for your ass all the time. You're like battling to stay in that top 140. It's not easy. I remember I knew a dude actually, um, you know, the, the the club pro at the Muni I was playing at, and he got on tour once, bro. It took him like 12 years to do it, and he lasted like four tournaments, and he finished in last place every time. He got like, it was like, well, that was that. Like it's like people don't realize how hard it's like. The best example is like, look at the Hinton guy with uh, with Denver, guys. The guy was an adequate college quarterback. You know, yep. I get that it was short notice and everything, but there's such different levels to this stuff and success 
But uh, one thing, and I know I don't want to steal your notes here, Babano, because I know you were about to tell Cam that no player from Mexico has ever won uh, the WGC Mexico Championship uh, before, uh, ever. So I know, I know, Babano, you were just about to tell uh, Cam how uh, you think Carlos Ortiz could be in the mix here, Cam. Give me Carlos Ortiz. Carlos Ortiz. Carlos. I love Carlos Ortiz. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going all Gamblu, Southwest, Condiments, Simpson style. Hey, are they moving the Topes to Albuquerque? You're damn right. These are, South are, these are Southwest Condiments. Yeah, exactly. Jalapeno peppers, red chili yep. pepper, jalapenos. Wait a minute. Yep. These are Southwest Condiments. <laughs> That's the best. I'm going to tell you, Marenzi, I'm playing a lot of guys from exactly that area. Everyone wants to go with Abraham Answer. It's a good pick, but he's 18 to 1. I'm going to start thing off, things off with one guy like Victor Hovland, who's not, uh, you know, from South America at 18 to 1, and take a look at the rest of my team. Joaquim Neiman, he's from Chile. This tournament is in Mexico, 31 to 1. Watch out for him this week. He's going to really feel comfortable there. One Australian, Mark Leishman, 34 to 1. Then we are going to go with Munoz, Sebastian Munoz at 41 to 1. Carlos Ortiz, Gabe, you said it. He's 34 to 1. And if you want to do Emiliano. What's on the Grillo at 55 to 1, an Argentinian? I got no problem with that. So, like, I like Hovland, Neiman, Munoz, Leishman, Ortiz, Grillo. This tournament is in Mexico. These guys feel comfortable there. And I'll tell you one thing. Thank God, Matt Kuchar, hey, member of the tournament. Hey, I'm Matt Kuchar. I'm going to tip you 1%. Hey, yeah, yeah. Get that turkey out of here. These guys, these uh, these Mexican guys deserve better than that, moron. I'll tell you that. I like it, Gabe. And I'll tell you, if there's one other guy to look at as kind of a long, long shot flyer, watch out for a guy called Adam Long. He's from the University of Oregon. He's 55 to 1. He finished second here last week, or sorry, last uh, year, and he really likes playing there. But I love you, Gabe. I love where you're going with this. I think Carlos Ortiz at 34 to 1 is one of the best uh, picks on the board. I'm going to be looking at uh, top 20 uh, props. Uh, top, uh, you know, so what, 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 just quickly, we'll get into some football with the battle here. Uh, and some college basketball, but uh, Justin Thomas, I know he's at the top of the, the tote board, uh, but obviously a dangerous golfer coming into this tournament, uh, Cam. And a name, um, a name, let's do a Jeopardy style, uh, who is 16 to 1 and seems to be a hot uh, a hot name coming into the week. Who is Abraham Answer? Abraham yep. Answer at 16 to 1. See, Justin Thomas, 6 to 1. That's just too low. Like eight to one, nine to one, all right. When you get to six to one, this isn't mini putt. Everybody else isn't playing blindfolded. Like, come on. Six to one, that's ridiculous. Brooks Kepka might miss the cut. Like you want to get ballsy? Let's go with Kepka to miss the cut. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he gets you know what, injured. He gets bored. You're making sense right now. And let me tell you something. I'm just gonna go through the names. Justin Thomas, can he win? Sure. He's the favorite at six to one. Six I don't to one. six to That's six it. to one in a golf tournament pass. Brooks Kepka twelve to one pass. Harris English, I like the That's guy, but at fourteen guy. to Harris one. English. He, yeah, he's in good form. Hello, he's in good form, but at fourteen to one, screw him. Abraham answer at sixteen to one, we could look there. Daniel, I love a nice cheeseburger at sixteen to one. Not enough. Tony Finau never closes. You start things off. This is what we do. I like kind of Victor Hovland, but what I would do for value, you start things off exactly where we're starting. Joaquin Neiman, 
Carlos Ortiz, Gabe, and you know what? I got no problem. Out of all those guys that you like, Abraham answer at 16-1, to 1, not bad. But I, I would, he should be more along the lines of Ricky Fowler and Russell Henley in the 22, 25, 27 range. That's all. I like uh, the fact, you know, Harris English in the uh, top top 20, top 10 uh, problem yeah. as well. Uh, he's, you know, he's a good golfer in this field, and he's been racking it up. I see he's got uh, four, uh, he's got uh, four top tens in his last eight tournaments. So a 50% uh, mark, that's not bad. You're getting like plus 175 uh, on that. The uh, Mayakoba Classic, Mayakoba Golf Classic, uh, in uh, in Mexico. I wouldn't mind being yep. there actually for this right now. I agree. I'm not going to say. Would we all? It, I'm not going <laughs> to say, Gabe. It's a classic, but it's a it's a tournament, and we got a few guys that are there. They also found I found something on FanDuel. I know we got, you guys are going to want to move to college hoops and football, but here are the top twenties, Gabe. All plus money. Neiman plus one thirty five. Ortiz plus one seventy. Munoz plus two hundred. Grio plus two fifty. Long plus two eighty. Chez Revi at plus two eighty. And I for one big bomb. Keith Mitchell is ten to one to finish top twenty. Just a little sprinkle there. And there's another category called betting without. This is without Thomas, Kepka, English, Berger, and Answer. Doesn't matter. Neiman 20, Leishman 22, Ortiz 29, Long 31, Munoz 31. Ooh. Let's Ortiz rock. Would be nice in that one. Hey, guys, yeah. Ortiz won in Houston. We're not just going dark because the guy uh, is Mexican. He can 29 go. to 1 without those guys. Come on. That's Late good night value. Night the class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class uh, continues. At your age, 180 minute uh, full court press uh, here this evening as we now kick it uh, three hours. And I brought this up um, last night, uh, Cam. You know, we have uh, 180 minutes in the late night hours. You can talk about whatever you want, <laughs> but um, but no, I brought it up um, last night. You're gonna crack up, Kev. I got up at the 06 mark and left, bro. It wasn't a break. <laughs> We're live going on the radio. <laughs> you pulled the me yeah. on the update that yeah, day when exactly I went for a too. bite to eat. <laughs> my mind's my my mind's burnt, Kev. We're doing a million shows here, there, day. Yeah, we go to yep. a million commercial breaks a day. We got this new clock and stuff and. Yeah, so at the 06, the music plays. I'm like, this is sports rage. I get up, and I sort of clued in, though. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. I was only gone for like 7 to 10 seconds, and I sat back down. I kept talking, uh, but I brought it up. I said, man, and you know this, Ed, Babano, this is the problem that we live with. And I want to know what you think of my idea, Kemp, because uh, uh, I brought this up, so... The, the the big problem here, my voice doesn't give out. Surprisingly enough, I was a metal singer and stuff. I yep. am still. So 
I got the I got the pipes. Yeah, the pipes last, but the problem is anyone knows if you have to go to the bathroom and you hold it in, it causes problems. All right? Yes, it does. But if you do it all the time, there's no turning back. And only Cam would understand this as someone that does this job in this fashion for as long. That so many times, Cam, it's like, man, I got to take a leak. And I'm like, oh, God, I got 18 seconds. I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, I got it. All right, I'll hold it in. I'll go in the next break. And you start doing the the happy dance. Yeah. The next break, I can't go. And then it gets backed up. And then let alone if you have to, you know, do more than a leak, you're helpless. You can't do it in a two-minute commercial break. So I I came up with the idea last night. We're talking about getting chairs. I, this is specifically for the modern home worker and uh, talk show host. Um, so basically, you remember like a stands, you know, like, you know, a nice leather chair with the uh, the fridge. So you oh, can just yeah. pop, bing, pop, get a nice ice cold Pepsi during the show without moving, Cam. Pop, Love bing, it. bing, Love there it. it is. You know, on the other side, you got your M&M, Skittles, peanuts, whatever it is uh, that, uh, that you like. You know, on the other side. But of course, it's an Al Bundy leather chair. You can relieve yourself if needed at the time, Cam. You make it Love very it. hygienic. You know what I mean? Very <laughs> modern and hygienic. Right? Very, yeah. very modern and hygienic. I don't know where it ends up and goes. We'll have to figure that out. But uh, uh, either that or you and I, Cam, are going to have to start wearing NASCAR pants. I agree. NASCAR, with the tubes and like the, the, like the plastic protection and then tubes. <laughs> know what I've been noticing, Gabe? And it's a real problem, right? I've been noticing, like, my bowel movements have been very, very different because of, like, holding things in. Like, you think you're going one way, it goes another way. I don't know, I shouldn't be talking about this on the show, but just one further thing. It's below the belly button, but over the crotch. That area has excessive pain right now, and it's becoming a real concern. It's, like, tight down there. I, I don't know what's going on because you said it. Like, we're doing shows, and I got to go, but we can't go. You just can't leave your post. It's a concern. I don't think I want to, like, buy into Depends or those special undergarments right now, but uh, I don't know, man. You're right. Give me some nasty Adult diapers. We don't want to go in that territory, no. Cam. You're not ready for that no, yet. No. It's getting no, close, never. Babano. Getting close. Never. Never. As I stated, no. When it's to the point, uh, I would never do it for gambling purposes. Like I said, Babano, like if you if you don't want, I can understand actually viewers of this show. You know what? Some people are probably wearing adult depends because they don't want to miss a minute of the action of this great show. I get it. <laughs> but yes. if you, I, man, I know they're out there. I, I, I wonder what the percentage is of people in a casino cam that are wearing diapers. Oh, very high. Very high. Higher I than see we a imagine. lot of these. Huh? Oh, <laughs> and especially Gabe, it's the thing is you have to go like look where we've stayed before, like the Circus Circus and the El Cortez. Their level of patron is even like, uh, yeah, they, these guys they sit there all day, all it's basically night. some people yeah. they don't want to leave the slot. They feel as if they leave, someone's going to win when yep. they step away. They don't want to lose it. their thing. Like you could just put a, you know, you could just turn a chair around, right? Like you could. <laughs> like that's what. <laughs> you could. Like yeah, maybe somebody will come up and take it, but probably not. Like, and the thing is, there's people around. You can even tell one of the workers there. Hey, listen, 
I'm going to the bathroom. Don't let anybody jump on this slot machine, right? You can totally exactly. Do that, right? Well, like, that's so, what. Well, the yeah, thing the is, I never understood this, this a, game. A legitimate problem. <laughs> this is very important, and people need to listen. How come slots and the other things that are going on in the casino when you leave, somebody just takes it? When you're playing blackjack or any other game, you put a marker there. You say, I got to go to the bathroom. You come back, you're there. I don't understand what's different than why can't they have you talk exactly what you said. You talk to the waitress. You talk to the dude. Where's my marker? You go. You do your business. You come back. Nobody steals your machine. You know that guy in Vegas. Oh, God. It's just that craziness. Guy in Vegas, he, I was living there. You like this, Babano. I think Cam knows about the guy, knows the story. I've told him he's heard about the guy. But basically all he did every day, he'd wake up, he'd go to every casino. He'd just walk down the strip. He'd walk to, like, every casino. But not the local places so much because locals aren't leaving things behind. So you hit. he hit up all the casinos. And all he did, Cam and Babano, was Collect go up left to behind slot, stuff. Yeah, slot machines. Oh, look, somebody yeah. left a 78. You know how many times I've done it? I've been, like, yeah. hammered. I'm like, oh, wow. it's $1.72. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? I'm like, leave it. Leave it for someone, anyone desperate enough to take it. I'm not going to the window with $1.72 like Babano. It's crazy, bro. People leave 28 cents, 30 cents. 78 That's cents. Up. But then you get drunk people that walk away and leave 40 bucks or 80 bucks. Then you get the people, the horse tickets on the ground, the, the sports tickets on the ground. All he did, he basically hit every slot machine, picked up every ticket. Every ticket that he could get his hands on, he scooped up, he put in a bag. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is, the dumbass did a feature in the newspaper about how he was making 85K a year doing it. Idiot. And... The wow. casinos that came out and said, we want to remind people that it's our property. So that's what I'm getting. It's pretty crazy. And I'll be honest. So if you find, if you find like a sports ticket on the ground, like you're like, oh man, Gonzaga, West Virginia over. This is a winner. You're supposed to go give it to the casino. You're get, not supposed to keep. Whatever. You say, get they're back. not getting. The, yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it back to them. I got an issue too. I'm watching Australian horse racing right now. I don't understand how stupid people are. Why would every horse have the same color bib? Like, that's the one thing I don't oh. understand about European horse racing. It's like every horse is supposed to have a different color, you morons. How can I tell what number it is? <laughs> Idiot. That's unbelievable, Cam. Come on, yeah. four. Come on, four. Where is he going? Are you going to get there, you turkey? You going to get there? Uh, maybe. I love it. The late night Australian horse sweats with Cam Stewart. Track. I think I hit it. A track. I think we got it. Yeah, we did. There we go. Hey, no, hey you're red hot. Hey, you're know hot. What the problem hey. is, Morency? I bet him at like the thing is the odds went from like four to one to like two to one. Actually, six to five. But yeah, he got he got things done. He's a real powerhouse. But yeah, I'm betting Cairns right now in Australia. You tell Mick Gauzy, like every horse should have a different color. Gabe, you know that. Like. Like five horse is green, four horse is yellow, nine horse is blue. They have their, like why would you all have the same damn red silk? Like you can't tell the numbers. That's moronic. Like I, if I took business there, I go, you guys are all fired. Now we do different colors. Like you're idiots. Like I don't understand oh, this right. stuff. 
I've seen it before. There's like four four horses with pink. It's like, what, yeah, I can't tell that's, who's who. That's what I'm watching, Gabe. I'm watching nine horses with pink. I can't tell who the hell won. God, it's so dumb. That's what silks are for. You have different colors. Yeah, God. Steve, I know. And the best is they put the numbers on the same color, but it doesn't help. It, it like, doesn't help. It and it's hard I've seen that before too, guys. Blue number on a blue on the on the blue silk, so you really can't see the number all that well. So that doesn't help you out either. Well, somebody's <laughs> more... new somebody's new jerseys are crazy like that. Can't I agree. see the numbers on the back. The announcers are doomed. Like in a play by play booth. Like how, how are you going to read the back of that? I, I agree. Remember the Jets? Remember the Jets and the Bills played in the color alternate rush game? Oh, God. <laughs> they were epilepsy. And uh, they look like candy canes, but people, guy, it was crazy, guys. People that were colorblind could not tell and see the teams. You're right. It created some weird effect. <laughs> the Bills were wore red for like the first time ever. Somebody, the Bills showed up in all red, and the Jets were like green. They looked like candy canes, like combined the two of them. They did. And it was like this weird color rush fest. And the thing is, people that I guess if you're uh, colorblind, you can't. The colors didn't work, so poor colorblind people couldn't tell who was who. Um, it was they it ended up looking the same. <laughs> it was like a weird, real little twist. You know what happened today too? Um, I didn't catch it, but I guess Chris Collinsworth pissed people off. He had to apologize after and something about you know he was surprised that he met two women in Pittsburgh and how much they knew about football. Down that realm. But Chris Collinsworth's not a bad guy. He could be annoying, but he's not a bad yeah. guy. I and mean, people need to no. chill out. He, I, I didn't, I didn't see anything to that that was well, insulting. Or he, he didn't pull a Pierre Maguire. Okay, uh, this team goes this way, and that team, like, are you kidding? Like, okay, this chick played for, like, USA Hockey, like one of the best players in the world. That's insulting, right? Gabe, that's insulting. Um. Well, no, you know what? People... It's a, no, you're right, but it was a little firestorm that Chris Collins said that he was shocked um, that, you know, people are taking it that it was sexist, that women came up to him and asked him real questions about, he was like, oh, they just didn't ask me questions, you know. He was surprised, but he's saying after, I'd like to play it, actually. If we can, we'll get the clip. So we can almost put it in context, but I, I think people were sort of taking it the wrong way, and... You know, his tone wasn't condescending. Like, he's not, like I said, Chris Collinsworth's not a mean guy. He's not a big raving sexist. Like, I'm willing to bet large money, Cam. There'll never be a cocaine hooker escort Chris Collinsworth story. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, really cancel, cancel culture. Calm down, cancel culture. We don't need to get rid of Chris Collinsworth from NBC now and Sunday Night Football. It's going to be all right. I'm sure Deadspin, I've got to get his quote. I'm sure Deadspin has it. These guys hate everything. Uh, Dead, Deadspin are all, oh, there, there, there is. Right. Chris Collinsworth apologizes for his comments about women during the, the game following the backlash. Backlash. People panic all the time. All right, we'll get to, we'll get back to that. So no Thursday football, uh, pro football tomorrow. What do we have? College. Bunch of crap, I assume. But what, what's on the board tomorrow? College football. Loser stuff. Let's see what we got Louis, here. 
Well, Louisiana Tech, North Texas. Urbano's not uh, ready to go for it. Jeez, I heard yeah. Stone Cold Silence. What's up, hey, Urbano? Yeah. I yeah, gotta be honest with you, Urbano. We've got Louisiana Tech, North Texas, and Utah State versus Air Force. So, hey, Gabe, not the best games, but they're games. Urbano's like, oh God, I haven't looked yet. <laughs> Do you think Urbano's got a? You think he's got a lady behind the Japanese screen in his uh, jail cell there? Because I've never seen him not jump out hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about it. What's going on? You got a girlfriend now? You're yeah, what's going on, Babano? Unfortunately, it doesn't hide women. It hides the sun. Uh, because without that, it's going to shine right in my eye in that space. So that's why it's there. All right, we'll wrap up with Cam on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. I am Marenzi, level one flying by, level one of three. We're getting into some football with Ian Cameron on the other side here. All right, we want to welcome, we've got a new member of our crew. Yang is uh, working hard right now, midtown uh, Manhattan in the pit, still doing his thing. Still part of the team, still part of the crew, but we welcome uh, Mateus uh, in Los Angeles uh, to the team. Um, as well, doing a great job uh, this week. So it's nice. Um, like we said, you know, Yang has a lot of things on his table. I think the Rich Eisen show uh, stresses him out. Um, yes. <laughs> like, uh, the damn, that damn Rich Eisen. So, um, yeah, Yang's got a lot going on. So now now we got we got, we got got a team of guys. Now Mateus is working on the clip. We're going to have the Collinsworth clip. Um, he's on the clock right now. We're going to see. It's sort of like window will. We're timing him. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to get this Collinsworth uh, clip up and running. So what's the deal, actually? You guys see this? You see this, Babano, with uh, Liberty Coastal Carolina? So college yeah. game day is going yeah, to be really specific. College, uh, college game day is going to uh, Coastal Carolina. All right, wait, is that the clip? Do you ha- are you ready, Matez? Do you have it? All right, blast it off. Let's hear Collinsworth. Going away. I, how strong the fans are here in this town. He's a fan, in particular the ladies that I met. They had really specific questions about the game. I was like, wow, you're just blown away by how strong the fans are here in this town. He's a fan. All right, so. He didn't mean insulting by that. Everyone's got to relax. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. He was talking about yeah. the passion Give it of a fans yeah. in Pittsburgh. I agree. He said, everywhere I go in Pittsburgh, people were asking me about the team. He goes, even the ladies are really had some really specific questions. And he even said in his apology, we can read his apology after. He said, I was trying to compliment the city of Pittsburgh on the passion of their team. You know, yes. men and women. He said, men and women. I'm not offended by this. And, I, you know, I get him clear in the air. But now it's one of these, let's just everyone move on. This shouldn't be talked about anymore after. Wow. That's it, Come Cam. on, two horse. Come on. Now I'll stay Number for another one. segment. I, I, if you All want right. me for a few Fantastic minutes, I'll, I'll stay right. Hang around. Later. Come on, two. 